ओम ज्ञान निरंधस्यानंजन शलाकाय The purpose of human life is to understand God and to surrender to Him. This world is the world of forgetting God. Is the world of forgetting God, and especially in the modern age, there are many demoniac theories, which uh, obfuscate or they they cover. the path to god realization now in this verse lord krishna summarizes all the philosophies of the world even the supposedly theistic ones because uh, theists who don't have a clear idea of who the deity is who krishna is they must necessarily ipso facto they must necessarily uh, mix in wrong ideas atheistic ideas with their so called theism do you say that ipso facto in italiano it's latin it means yeah be, by that very fact necessarily mm-hmm. not in common italian or in common it's latin yeah i thought it might come in italian yeah <coughs> So uh, we might think that there are many different philosophers and philosophies sorry uh, within the study of philosophy in the universities there's a branch called the history of ideas and they particularly the history of various mental speculation and they especially trace the when they talk about philosophy they mean western philosophy they think that philosophy is the a product of the western world although actually in the 1980s one harvard professor he was originally from russia but he uh he wrote a book in which he said that actually the re- only real philosophy is in india and in the west they have no real idea anyway um they think that there was the the greek philosophers and then out of that developed uh various theories the renaissance the enlightenment and humanism and empiricism logic rationalism and all these things have come out of the uh, various great philosophers should have said that a little slower yeah. humanism empiricism logic rationalism and the great philosophers like uh, socrates plato there are so many in the early times and then, then in uh, then in Italy there were so many philosophers Germany yeah. England so in right up to the modern age with great philosophers like John Lennon I am you and you are me and we are all together and <laughs> but in this verse of Bhagavad Gita all these ideas that they have <coughs> they think are their ideas are already predicted by Krishna because there's nothing really new in the world just as the sun rises and sets every day and there is spring summer autumn winter or in india there are six seasons depends where you are so in the cosmic manifestation there are the, the days of brahma in which there are a thousand cycles 
of Satya, Treta, Dwarpa and Kali Yugas. Yeah. And yeah. all these various theories come out in maybe in somewhat different form, but the ba- same basic rotten, wrong ideas come out again and again. And they seem like very good ideas to people who are very determined not to be Krishna conscious. Matiyana Krishna Paratasvato Vamito Vratanam Persons who are addicted to enjoying their senses and trying to be comfortable in this material world will never be attracted to Krishna. They may sit and think, you've seen the the philosopher's position. Why am I here? What is the purpose of life? And his wife calls out, Come and clear the snow out of the path. <laughs> or they may have big conferences coming together, interfaith conference. They go in and they come out without knowing anything more about Krishna. Because their goal is to chew the chewed. They are not serious about self-realization. And therefore, Krishna, within their heart, gives them inspiration to invent various, or to come up with various theories by which they can very intellectually forget him. And uh, people of demoniac outlook are attracted to that. Uh, So the key words here in this verse... Asatyam apratishtam te jagad ahur anishvaram. They say that there are certain classes of philosophers say that there is no ultimate truth or reality. There is no ultimate basis to anything. There is no God in, there's no one, there's no controller in the universe. Uh, Aparasparasambhutam. This literally means that everything has come into being by chance. (laughs) This is not a new theory. Paraspara means by mutual interaction and aparaspara means without any mutual interaction. And sambhuta means uh, coming into being. And then kim anyad kama haitukam. And then what is the meaning of life? Kama, desire, lust, <coughs> lust that's all that's left. So this uh, philosophy is, uh, or this is the underlying basis of various so-called Vedic philosophies. It's not that everything that goes under the name of Vedic is proper. There are many misinterpretations of the Vedas. There's the atheistic Sankhya philosophy in which they analyze everything and come to the conclusion that there's no ultimate truth. Matter is eternal and that's all there is. Matter. Matter, yeah. Of course, that's a great simplification of their theory, but... Uh, modern science says the same thing they have very scientifically analyzed that there was nothing in which case there was no time either but then all of a sudden everything began with a big bang nothing exploded and then all the bits fell into place and one fell down as a cell phone which you can kindly turn off one of the bits that fell down And then another fell down on a seat in a university as a professor and said, everything has come from nothing. This is called science. (laughs) 
Buddhism, there's no ultimate truth. Everything is nothing. Hmm. <laughs> doesn't really make any sense, does it? They say that, well, then everything you see, there's no ultimate cause, and then from dust thou art, unto dust thou shalt return. Body is matter, and consciousness comes into being when, uh, with the body, and when the body dies, then it's all finished. That, and, and then, yeah, and then Buddhism is more extreme. They say, well, there's, the, the Sankhyaites say that matter only exists, but the Buddhists say, well, nothing exists. Uh, nothing exists and even that we perceive it to exist that's also non-existent and after after the departure of Buddha who actually Buddha didn't teach very much philosophy at all uh, it's difficult to teach philosophically how everything is nothing so within uh, a short time of Buddha passing away there were 180 schools with different theories of how everything is nothing. They're arguing with each other. No, everything is nothing like this. No, it's, it's nothing like that. One plus two equals zero. No, one plus four equals zero. So, their theories of meaninglessness are meaningless. If you say everything is meaningless, even to make that statement, there has to be, meaning is implied in it. Meaningless is a concept, which, if you look it up in the dictionary, you'll find it has a definite... It has a, the term <coughs> meaninglessness has a specific meaning, <coughs> which is separate to spectacles or cow. Right? Spectacles. Glasses. I just happened to look here and see spectacles. Chashma, cowbell day. I don't know, it's your language. Now, these people who say everything is meaningless, they don't practice their philosophy. When they're hungry, they eat. They don't say, uh, I'm hungry, but it's meaningless, so I won't eat. They suspend their philosophy for lunchtime. <laughs> and they may say, well, it's meaningless, but I'm just doing it to be in line with everyone else, conventionally. So, well, or, or there's others who say everything is all one. So instead of giving them a big plate of spaghetti, we should give them a big plate of stool and let them eat that. Everything's all one, it's all the same. Philosophy should be meaningful. Yeah. And if they see it, if they say it's meaningless, then they should live by that, but they cannot. I mean, even if you say, if someone says everything is meaningless, then you can say, well, your statement is also meaningless. That means that it's meaning that everything is not meaningless. It's a, it's a self-defeating sentence. So I, I, I collected a list of a few of these self-defeating absolute negative sentences. There's an easy sentence for you to translate. I don't believe in anything. Do you believe what you just said? Nothing is true. Is what you said just said true? It's an impossible statement because if you say nothing is true, then if the statement is true, then the statement is true is not true. And if it's not true, it's also not true. 
So these philosophies of meaninglessness, they're meaningless. And this, this philosophies of meaningless, they spill over in, or, or impersonalism, they spill over into what is called the New Age philosophy. When they say, it is wrong to be judgmental, do not be judgmental. You shouldn't judge anyone, you see. This is good, he's, he's not good, he's bad. But if you say that, you're being judgmental. Or if you say you shouldn't criticize anyone, then indirectly you're criticizing people who criticize others. I don't accept anything as absolute. Is that statement absolute? Nothing is true. So like this, this, this philosophy of negativism is self-defeating. But it appeals to certain people actually in the mode of ignorance. This Buddhism is actually in the mode of ignorance. It's, it's a philosophy of hopelessness. They say that the world, they see that the world is miserable, but they have no positive conclusion. They don't know of any spiritual world with Krishna. So they say that just, well, just spirit, suicide, existential suicide, become nothing. And they try to say that nothing exists. I have a quote here from one of our earliest godbrothers who joined Iskon in 1966. 66 in the hippie days in New York from Umapati Swami. So he said, I'd been reading Buddhist books and in those books it said, you cannot say it is. You cannot say it is not. You cannot say it both is and is not. You cannot say it neither is nor is not. No. <laughs> you cannot say it neither is nor is not. It's just meant to make you... If you understand it, you're in trouble. <laughs> it's not meant to be understood. It's just, it's called a koan in Zen Buddhism. They say something which is impossible and then you're supposed to think about it and then you become realized. The sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> There's no sound. But the... So, Umapati Swami says, when Prabhupada said the supreme absolute truth is a person, I thought that was the most intelligent thing I'd heard in my whole life. It made so much sense that I knew I'd found the person I was looking for. Srila Prabhupada wrote of his own spiritual master, Absolute is sentient, thou hast proved. Impersonal calamity, thou hast removed. It's a very heavy statement for the conditioned soul. It's the only thing that makes any sense. If we say there's no God in control, it's nonsense. If we say everything has come from nothing, it's nonsense. If anyone has any clear-headed common sense, they must understand that there is God in control and God is a person. You must, yeah, you must understand that. But because our consciousness is covered by strong desires for material enjoyment, we don't want to recognize that. Because if we recognize that, we have to surrender to him. We have to give up our masquerade.
Ishvaro ham maham bhogi siddho ham balavan sukhi. This is how the demon thinks. I'm the controller, I'm the enjoyer, I'm perfect, I'm powerful, I'm happy. So we often hear devotees saying how Prabhupada was so nice and so kind, which is true. But he was uh, extremely intense because he required surrender to Krishna. People are generally attracted to people who are spiritually or semi or pseudo spiritually minded people are attracted to people who offer the uh, they offer the mannequin of spirituality, not the real thing. The imitation. So if someone comes and talks about peace and love and compassion and we're all one, people think, Oh nice. Yesterday I shocked the devotees in the next house by telling them that the Dalai Lama is a meat-eater. He talks of peace and increases the karmic build-up of the world every day. And actually Buddhism must lead to this. I was in Thailand for some time, which is a hardcore Buddhist country. It's a you know, heavy Buddhist country. So... Uh, Everyone is a, apart from a few Muslims, everyone is a Buddhist and everyone is a meat eater. And there are a few Buddhist vegetarians, but they're not popular. People don't like them. So they know as Buddhists they should not kill animals, but they, the Muslims are the butchers. They only buy the meat. So I asked a woman once, I said, look, you're a Buddhist and you eat pigs, right? You eat pig's meat. I said, yeah, it's the most popular meat there. So I don't you know in your next life you'll have to become a pig? She said, yeah, then I'll be happy as a pig. The problem, you see, that the goal of life for both impersonalism and voidism, <coughs> the goal of life is not very desirable. You want to sit on a chair? No, no problem. Yes. You're having stiff legs. Huh? Yeah. You can sit on a chair. Uh, and the method to achieve realization is also very difficult and takes a lot of austerities, very dry and takes many lives to perfect. So although they officially say that this world is miserable, if they think to get out of this misery I have to spend many lifetimes performing austerities and in the end I just become nothing, they think, well better eat pork. Might, might as well, this misery is better than that misery. <laughs> so Srila Prabhupada, he composed his own pranam mantra. <coughs> do you know that? Because there was no one at that time who could do that for him. He, normally he wouldn't do it, but he had to teach everything. So he defined himself as uh, Saraswate Devi, a servant. His first, he first identified himself as a servant of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, who, by preaching the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the Western countries, is delivering them from Nirvishesha Shunyava, the, the okay. impersonalism and voidism. So, our goal of life is the goal of life is love of Krishna, but we have to clear all the uh, demons out of our minds. Some of the most dangerous demons are the ones who are posing as saints. Putana was very dangerous. She, she, 
with Yashoda's cooperation, she got full cooperation to, to try to kill Krishna. So the Mayavadis and in, in Voidas, they may even superficially praise Krishna. And in many ways they may be good sadhus. Not all of them are meat eaters like the Dalai Lama. So they may have good qualities, but their philosophy is horrible. So we should understand this very carefully. Otherwise, uh, one thing, we can't make proper advancement in Krishna consciousness. Another thing, we need to understand these points if we are to preach Krishna consciousness. The world is full of these uh, atheistic ideas. So those are a few points I wanted to make. What are the obstacles to our practice and preaching of Krishna consciousness? Basically, the demoniac mentality within our own mind and in the minds of others. It's not so easy to be Krishna conscious. Tanya Mahaprabhu has made it easy by introducing the chanting of the holy names. But at the same time, uh, we have to have a clear understanding of who is Krishna and a pure desire to go to Krishna, which we cannot have if we are still harboring demoniac <coughs> ideas, which are more or less ubiquitous in the modern age. Have that word in your ubiquitous. language? Sounds Ubiquitous. Latin. Not ambi. No, not ambi. Ubiquitous. Everywhere. Everywhere. Wherever you go, it's everywhere. So, any question, comment, or protest, please? Just a very simple question about Buddhism. But they practice yoga. Oh no, 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 no. You're getting mixed up. Maybe in Italy they do. It's a different school, but they're, they're similar in their outlook, but they're different schools. See, yoga, that's uh, one school within the uh, Vedic fold, and Buddhism is rivalry against the Vedas. I mean, Buddha decried the Vedas. But then, his philosophy, it actually adopted many, uh, much understanding from the Vedas, even though he didn't officially accept it, but the philosophy and the terminology he uses, it's practically, a lot of it is Vedic, except that he denies that there's, well, he doesn't mention any soul or God. But in many schools of Buddhism, uh, Meditation is prominent as a, as, and that's also yeah, central in yoga. So that's why that understanding might have come. But actually, they they are distinct schools. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Also, what difference there between tantra Buddhist and tantra? Oh. Buddhism, there are so many things. Yeah, the, 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 the Tantra. Oh, Hare Krishna. <laughs> the Tibetan Buddhism is Tantric Buddhism. It's it's very uh, low class, mixed up with demons and devils and spirits, and they're all meat eaters. And tantra, uh, actually, the the term Tantra, it can refer to any practice, even Vaishnava practices. Uh, officially or literally speaking deity worship is also tantra but generally tantra is 
understood to mean what is called the the left wing tantra or the anyway that's that's the official right wing tantra is like sattvic but left wing tantra is tamasic and that's become famous as tantra and yeah and ultimately they have an impersonal conception also it all comes down to yeah. the but uh, they they invoke the lower forces within the universe demons and evil spirits and they'll perform worship in the uh, burning grounds with the dead bodies and uh, Buddhism some schools of Buddhism especially in Tibet picked up this tantrism or became merged with that but it's uh, you see in Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna gives an analysis uh, we can analyze everything in the universe according to the three modes of nature so tantra this kind of tantrism where they they eat from skulls and uh, they for for instance they may eat from skulls and uh, there are various uh, there's the panchama they, they, that means uh, ma, what's it called miso meat meat Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, so, what's that? That's Mangsa, Madira, uh, Matsya, Mahila, and what's the other one? I can't remember. Five Mers. <coughs> anyway, it's meat, fish, women, wine, and uh, Malmutra, stool and urine. So, these are the things they deal in. So they uh, to to show the, or to practice that they're not attached to this world. They have no disgust for anything. They may take a dead body and have sex with it, and ingest stool and urine. It's very dangerous because while while they while they're having sex with the dead body. The, uh, the spirits will attack them, and they can they can be completely taken. But if they if they don't if they're not over if they're completely like neutral, then they can take the devils into their they can take power from them. Anyway, it's horrible. Don't have anything to do with it. It's like black magic. It's not that everything that comes out of India is sacred, but we'll find all over the world there's there's this there's this lower level of spirit worship. Everywhere. Even in uh, the lineage, mm. especially in India, Yeah, everywhere. You'll find tantrics, Kali, Kali worshippers there. Everywhere you'll find. <laughs> but we don't have anything to do with that. But you'll find Bhuta Preta Ganang's Chaivas mentioned in Bhagavad Gita that the people in the Tamagun they worship the spirits. Yeah, Bhuta Preta Preta different kind of God. Yeah. What is the difference? Oh, there are so many different kinds of ghosts. If you want, you can read Garuda Purana according to the way they die. But we don't want to talk too much about ghosts, especially this time. Not our subject. Just, just tangentially, we have mentioned it. It may be that, uh, that it's not. 
our subject is Janmadya Sayatam Vyaditaratas Chates Vignaswaratene Brahma Hridaya Adi Kaviemu Hyanti Yat Suryaha Tejovari Madang Yatavinamayo Yatra Trisargo Misha Dhana Svena Sadani Rastakuhakam Satyang Parang Dhimahi. This is our subject. It's the primo versa and it's the uh, the whole subject of Sriman Bhagavatam. But we, to come to, even to the first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, we have to go through Bhagavad Gita. Arjuna was bewildered, and after hearing Bhagavad Gita, he became clear in his purpose. So when we come to that point of being clear in our purpose, then we are candidates for uh, entering into Srimad Bhagavatam. Mm. So, yeah. What else? Well, uh, thank you for a very nice lesson. Well, if you if you say it in Italian, then those yes. who don't understand, okay. they can you can they can okay. understand. Thank you very much for your question. It's not a challenging question, but sincerely, I want to know the answer. Uh, to to go back to the to the topic about the impersonalism mm-hmm. in my life. Now they are becoming uh, so many because people are so much attracted to them. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took initiation from Keshava Bhara. And he went to Benares to, to attract the impersonalists to save them. And he manifested to them uh, the Brahman effulgent. So, per così, i predicatori, per aiutare queste persone, se possono... The preacher, to help this person, they should... Possono prendersi qualche rischio. They can take up some risks. O è meglio bastonarli e stare lontani. Or better to, to beat, them, beat them up and stay far away from them. Adesso, per esempio, eh, c'era questo Tatata, che era un grande yogi. C'erano mille persone lì a, a, Roma. a Roma al teatro. For example, there is uh, this Tatata, a big yogi, there were a thousand of persons in Rome. They ask us to, to uh, cooperate and we, 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 make, we cook some ladu and we distribute to them. One thousand pieces. Did they pay for it? And they said, the thank you. <laughs> no, they, the devotee personally. So, Hare Krishna, they show Hare Krishna. Give they ask the devotee to, 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 personally. to bring some... The people know that Hare Krishna gave But did they pay for it? Only the, the cost expenditure. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I would like to know really your uh, opinion because in Villa Vrindavana they invited them for three days and they let them preach. Oh, really? Well, I, I can say pretty clearly that... I mean, I don't know exactly what happened. Because they, they, they paid the, the, the three days rent. I see, yeah. Well, uh, in general, Prabhupada, we know he was not very accommodating to my... Uh, I mean, there are different anecdotes. When he was sick in hospital in, uh, in America, in about 1968, one, America, one Indian Swami came to meet him, and, <coughs> uh, and Prabhupada spoke with him in a friendly way. But there were other incidents, just like in uh, Warda, where there was a... There was a meeting of all Mayavadi sadhus and Prabhupada just blasted them all. He was really angry. He was actually very, very angry with them. He said, why are you... Che-? He, all big, big swamis, Prabhupada said, why are you cheating people by teaching Bhagavad Gita and not presenting Krishna? He was shouting at them. But there, were, there was one... Uh, 
incident where Prabhupada was featured in some um, magazine, I think it was Life magazine in America. It's, the issue is called The Year of the Guru. And it had all these bogus gurus and Prabhupada was there. Prabhupada said it's not good to be featured, mixed up. People should not think that we're the same as these people. It can be a bit of a dilemma because um, we are more against them than they are against us. Because in their philosophy, everything's okay. And in our philosophy, only Krishna is okay. So they're often very accommodating to us. But that accommodationism is very dangerous for us. So my general policy in all these years in preaching in India is to, you know, that's like the homeland of the Mayavadi. They're coming here, but, you know, that's their, that's their homeland. It's, it's. So my policy is generally to avoid them, and uh, if we meet them, to be, uh, depending on the situation, to be formally polite, but not much more. Recently in May, uh, we had a, a three-day, I guess here you'd call it a seminar or get-together of various devotees, mostly in Gujarat, on the bank of... We, we hired a, a Mayavadi ashram on the bank of the Namrada River. Because they had all... It was in the center of Gujarat, and they had a good facility, so we hired their ashram. So... Uh, so I didn't go to see, I, we just did our program and I didn't go to visit the head of the ashram or anything. But they called us, there were, there were, there were a few big Mayavadis, they just had their own conference there. So they called us and asked us to come and meet them. So we spoke with them politely a little bit and gave them some Prabhupada's books. And then I said, okay, do kirtan. And we did kirtan in their presence, in their meeting hall for about 40 minutes. And one of them was, you know, we were all... Hare Krishna! Hare. And one of them was clapping his hands and the others were like, you know, trying to look like they were not too disturbed by it. But there are various levels of Mayavadis also. I mean, some of them, like, like they follow some principles and they actually promote some good things among their disciples. They, prom they may promote like uh, cow protection and different things like that. But their philosophy is horrible. But, but then some of them, their philosophy is horrible, and you know they're they're, they're meat eaters, and they, they call themselves God, and they're really, they're, I mean, some are some are worse than others. <coughs> it's like the whole Hinduism question, isn't it? It's like you know, we're not Hindus, but we are Hindus, kind of thing. Philosophically, we don't want to merge into the whole big Hindu mush. Oh. When we all be Hare Krishna merges into Om, we don't want that. Diventare tutti omogenei con Om. Hare Krishna si immergono nell'Om. But it, in, I mean, sometimes Prabhupada did present as that, that we are. This is Hinduism. It, it, mostly in preaching to Hindus, sometimes you'd say real Hindus, that the real Hindus should study Bhagavad Gita as it is, for instance. But uh, Prabhupada, he wanted to present Sarvopadivinir Moktam, that we are. F this is the devotional service is beyond all bodily designations. We're not preaching a sectarian religion. We're not interested in Hindu, Muslim, but what is the truth? What is reality? That is the point. If you say we're a Hindu, well, that means we're you know we're against the Muslims and we're trying to convert people from one religion to another. 
It's sectarian. Bhagavad Gita is not a... Krishna doesn't says become a Hindu. He doesn't say in Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna, be a good Hindu. He never says any such thing like that. So it's it's convenient for us because they say, okay, people, they always want to put you in some kind of box. So you get in the Hindu box and then we'll pat you on the head. It's, it's difficult for them to understand us so we can kind of, in, instead of giving them the difficulty of understanding, we can make it easy for them by just saying we're Hindus and then they don't have to think anymore. We want to make them think. That's the whole point, to make them think. Okay, anything else? It's possible that also Vaishnava can start to preach uh, in this category of impersonalism and void. Vaishnavism impersonalism, definitely. Vaishnavism, impersonalists often pose as Vaishnavas, at least in India. Oh yeah, there was one very famous uh, reciter of Srimad Bhagavatam, who everyone, most people thought he was a great devotee. But I was saying, or not only myself, he's not a devotee. He's a mayavadi. He's not a proper devotee. So uh, we were in one city. I was there with the Padayatra, and for some reason he was visiting the ashram we were staying in, not to see us, but for some other reason. She was coming. So one leader of the Padayatra said, oh, we should welcome him with Kirtan and have the deities there. And I said, no, why should we do anything special for him? He's bogus. So anyway, he was the leader and they organized the Kirtan and they had the deities. And this so-called great devotee came and he just completely ignored the devotees and the Kirtan and the deities and walked past. Then we went to his ashram after he died, some years after. (laughs) I gave a lecture there and saying who's a real devotee and indirectly I've said that they take the Bhagavatam and they want to kill Krishna but we find there the Sri Vaishnavas in South India they're very appreciative of us they're not Mayava well some of them in their personal lives are mixed up but in Sri Rangam in Kanchipuram which are two of the main places Sri Vaishnava Sampradaya they very much appreciate us even when I give a lecture there some of their priests come and listen but then you'll see that many of, I mean apart from those who are like really dedicated many in the traditional Sri Vaishnava families they're also mixed up with all Mayavad it's horrible to see and they're worshipping Sai Baba I went in the house of one Sri Vaishnava he was a rich man and I gave a lecture and I told him that all your forefathers they'll be totally disgusted with you because you're worshipping Sai Baba so uh how have these impurities come upon these people? Because there's been no proper teaching of the philosophy, therefore they get spoiled. So similarly in our Vaishnav society, if we do not speak on these topics, then very quickly we'll all become Sahajiyas and Mayavadis, and it's already happening. Because it's easier just to talk about some stories and some leelas and feel nice... But surrender is very heavy. So we're not against stories and leela and all this, but we see that Prabhupada and Pakistan Sarasvara Thakur, they spoke like, you know, like 98% Bhagavad Gita philosophy <coughs> and, and 2% the leela and all this. It's too easy to cheat ourselves. 
Okay, Hare Krishna, I'll finish there. I've written... Still more questions? I have one question. You want to surrender to Krishna? Chant your rounds? Follow everything? Uh, I would would like to know what you think about Jesus and if there is uh, something which put together... uh, Christian conscious philosophy and uh, Christianity. Well, from what we understand of Jesus, uh, what he taught was very good. Although uh, he himself said, there are many things I have to teach you, but you are not ready to understand. According to many biblical scholars, Jesus was most probably a vegetarian, Mm -hmm. and he taught about reincarnation, but this has been expunged from the modern church because they didn't find it very convenient. If Jesus was here today... He had joined the Sankirtan party, the Hare Krishna movement. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.